Hi, I'm Karen. <laughs> you switched it up on me, so now I'm going to have to say the Crash Test Mummies. <laughs> I did. Right, you go first. Hi, I'm Alexi. And I'm Karen. And this is the Crash Test Mummies Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode on the Crash Test Mummies podcast. Karen and I this week will be talking about something very near and dear to our hearts, which is mental health, and specifically mental health during the holiday season, which I think all moms can agree is a very important topic to discuss. So let's jump right in. Hi, Lexi. Welcome back. Thank you. I miss everybody. Yeah, I know. We missed you too. Um, Yeah, I think... We're, I mean, we're recording this uh, on November the 8th, which seems quite early, but I don't know about you, but for me, I'm already starting to pile on the pressure for making Christmas perfect this year. And I need to be kind to myself this year because this time last year, I was heading straight into a nervous breakdown because of the pressure that I put on myself to make Christmas perfect in the way that I thought it should be. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a huge push right now, especially in our generation, is the picture perfect Christmas with all the right traditions. And everyone's like, what are your family traditions? And, you know, there's that little voice in the back of your head that may, wants to make everything perfect for your kids, that they have these amazing memories. But I just really don't think it's all that important because I think for them it's more about us just showing up and making it special and just that Christmas is special as it is totally I mean our families our parents didn't have Pinterest I know um, <laughs> like and and I loved Christmas and I was talking to my husband today about the type of things that he loved at Christmas and for him he said he loved the Christmas tree lights and he loved the food typical man saying that but also you know when he was growing up, his family weren't affluent and uh, he would get to choose one present and he would get a very small stocking with like Cold. satsumas, <laughs> sort of classic English satsumas in a stocking. And then he would have one present uh, from his parents uh, in the evening that would be it. And so, yeah, we do. We make it all about the Christmas Eve box the advent calendars Mm. like I don't know about in the US but in the UK this year and last year advent calendars are like more than just chocolate or pictures yeah yeah so it's like hot wheels cars Mm. or like there's a Harry Potter one and they're like minimum 20 pounds people get like gin advent calendars for like 60 pounds and like what's wrong with just a good old-fashioned chocolate advent calendar or even a picture advent calendar yeah I I think I think even more so there's like this push to make your own advent calendar. Like I see all these Pinterest things yeah. like, oh, look, I made them. They, all, every day they get to open a stocking and there's like a $20 headband and a $15 little doll. And I'm like, oh, I can't afford that. Like are my kids still going to have a good Christmas? And I think it's a great idea. And like I wish that I could do that. But I also have to forgive myself for not being in a financial place to be able to do that. Not to mention, imagine when they're 13 and the $15 toys that they're used to aren't cutting it anymore. Like I want I yeah. want to not kind of enforce that mindset early on, I guess. <laughs> yeah, don't sort of 
raise the bar so high when they're younger that it needs to be increased every year until it's impossible but Mm. I think that um one of the main pressures on us as parents is uh the financial strain um like there's a thing going around at the moment uh about how for your mental health for Christmas you should not put yourself into debt for your loved ones you should not go to family members' houses if that is going to have a negative impact on your mental health. And if anyone calls you fat, then you eat them, which I love. But um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I feel that you can do some of these things. Like there are so many lovely things that you can do. I think you just need to pick and choose. Like you said with traditions, I think you need to choose your own traditions and stick with them and it doesn't need to you should ignore the pressure to add and add and add Mm -hmm. all these things like I mean we had when we when we were growing up we had this advent calendar it was like made of felt and it had little pockets and each pocket had a felt um, character from the nativity and you would add them all on and then finally on Christmas Eve then little baby Jesus gets popped in the manger and I love that because it was simple and there was nothing to it but now like even my mum with the grandkids with my boys you know it's got to be like you get a couple of chocolate coins and then some days you get a bigger chocolate and you know it's like I think we definitely need to strip it back to save ourselves from insanity. And not even just that, like I said earlier, I think it's so much easier to just let the kids enjoy Christmas for what it is, <laughs> you know? Like, totally. Like I think I, last year, Adam and I made such a big deal about Christmas because it was like the first Christmas that Hudson was going to be old enough to really understand what was going on. And we put so much financial stress on everything, like the food, the presents. We got so many presents, the big build up to it. You know, we spent a ton of money on Christmas. And now this year, all Hudson remembers his favorite thing about Christmas. He's never mentioned the gifts. He talks about leaving the cookies out for Santa and the carrots Mm -hmm. out for the reindeer. Like that's what he remembered to him. That was the really magical special part. And it's all he talks about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think for, for some of us, um, we enjoy buying things for our children and we find great joy in gifting people. I mean, for me, now that I'm a mom, I feel the reward of Christmas is giving Um, And I don't really get a lot of presents, but I don't really mind. I really love to see the look on the boys' faces when they open their presents and family members. But what I did find last year was that they couldn't appreciate the gifts that they had because there were so many to get through. And the, the challenge of the day was to open all the presents in time before the day ran out. It was like, next, 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 next. And you just don't appreciate it. I mean, I think we're kind of getting off topic as we always do but I think that that is a real pressure that we need to let go of these um pressures that society are putting on us we just need to say do you know what I'll do me and yeah you know yeah I think that the financial pressure to buy all the gifts like you just said you buy them all and you enjoy buying them and it's like in a I don't know it like gives it gets all the endorphins going watching their faces light up but 
I think even more importantly is remembering that your kids are going to love you at the end of the day, whether they have 25 gifts, 100 gifts, or even just like one, like Chris. Chris remembers his Christmases as being lovely and he loves his family and he's so grateful for what he got. And I think teaching our kids to be grateful um, and helping them understand the value of money is also super important and will put us at ease as well. Just remembering that our kids are going to love us. It doesn't matter. Like stop putting that financial stress on yourself when at the end of the day, you know, your kids don't really care. They just want you. You are the greatest gift that your children could have on Christmas Day. That's for sure. Yeah. So put all like the financial stress behind and focus more on just being present in that day. You know, get off your phone. Like instead of making the traditions, documenting everything and making it perfect, just make the tradition to be present. And I think that's perfect <laughs> yeah exactly and I'm not you know we're not being judgy as always you know you do you is is I think the key but for me I have learned from my experience last year shall I tell you about my experience about what happened so normally this this year is different because this is the first year that we are staying at home in Devon in our house and we're super excited about starting our own traditions but ever since we got married we've been going up to Scotland for Christmas to spend it with my parents so as a family we've grown in that and we've always gone up so as soon as the kids break up from school we drive the 600 miles up to Inverness and then we spend Christmas there but uh, this year particularly I think I was working really hard because I was uh, self-employed by that point and I was, you know, um, overwhelmed with a lot of Christmas work. So I had a cutoff date of like working, 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 getting all this stuff done before the kids broke up from school. And then they broke up from school and uh, it was like, right, get to Inverness, uh, tick all these boxes. Like, yep, we've got to get, we've got to do this. We've got to go and see Santa on this day. We've got to go on the train this day. We've got to do this. Yep. Okay. They've had this special meal where they meet and greet, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I never, my brain just did not stop. So as soon as my work list was done, I was straight onto my Christmas list, but I'm juggling both at the same time. And I remember on the 23rd of December, I stayed up till 3am wrapping gifts uh, because I just I physically didn't have enough time in the day to do everything that I wanted to do, and I woke up on on uh, Christmas Eve, and I took I remember waking up and taking a deep breath, and all of a sudden my heart just started hammering in my chest like I thought I was having a heart attack, mm-hmm. and it didn't stop it didn't stop for about four hours, and I was terrified because I felt like what is this, you know, I can't calm my heart down. It's just, imagine running and getting out of breath and your heart pumping and it just would not slow down no matter what I did. I was lying down, I was trying breathing and it was terrifying. And, you know, people say to you in that situation, calm down, you can't calm down. You cannot. Mm-hmm. It makes it worse because you go in this cycle of what if I am having a heart attack? Oh no, I'm not. I need to calm down. I can't calm down because I'm thinking about it. Um, and, uh, that was very much the beginning of a four or five month um, physical attack of my body of anxiety uh, until I went on antidepressants. But I think that's what's really scary and what's really sad is that we put that amount of pressure on ourselves for a holiday or for mm-hmm. for Christmas. And that is exactly. just so unhealthy. Like look at the effects that that had on you so long term. I mean, that's terrifying. 
It is. And it, yeah, I, I just wish that it hadn't taken, it hadn't taken that extreme thing to uh, make me realize that I need to look after myself more. Mm. Absolutely. And stop putting pressure. And I'm sure that people will be listening and thinking, yeah, that's me. I'm already starting to, you know, make plans and pile too much on my plate. Absolutely. I think a lot of it is like, it, it is Christmas. And even if it's not the kids, you still want to make the most out of it and you really want to enjoy it. So you want to go to every Christmas party and you want to have your own Christmas party and you want to you know, you want to be the perfect mom and you want to make sure, like you said, you want to make sure that the kids go see Santa and that the kids get to do everything they want to do. And it's just, I think it very slowly, slowly, slowly builds up. And it because it's a happy holiday and a happy time, it's really easy to push that emotional side back and be like, it's just, it's going to be over soon enough and I'm doing it for the right reasons. You know what I mean? But then all of a sudden it's like, bam, too much and you just can't take it. So how do you feel at Christmas? Do you think that since you've had kids, you put more pressure on yourself to make it perfect? Yes and no. Um, I think last year was the first year that I really put a lot of pressure on myself because when Hudson was a baby, I definitely was like, he's a baby. He's not going to remember anything. I knew that we didn't have the money. You know, it was easier. Um, But last year, like I said, was the first year that I – and even right now talking about it, I feel really anxious because I'm definitely putting a lot of pressure on myself this year. And it's funny because Karen messaged me and had said, I want to do an episode on mental health at Christmas. And it was only in that moment that I was like, wait a minute, mental health at Christmas. And then I messaged her back. I was like, are we talking financial financial issues, like mental stress? Are we talking about like missing our family at the holidays? Are we talking about having to deal with family at the holidays, where we have to go, making everybody happy? And then I realized, wow. There is a all lot. All of the above. Yes, all of the <laughs> above. And I yeah. I guess in a way I had never realized like how much stress. I've never had like a full-blown panic attack, but I also have um, my own like severe anxiety issues and I have learned to cope with them, you know, fairly well. And I feel like when I do get overwhelmed, I just have to rationalize with myself. But like you said, last year was a real kick in the face for me and I've I have to take a step back. Um, but I can already feel myself being like, it has to be perfect. Like, why aren't you – like, I look at Instagram and everybody's houses are already decorated and I'm not even listening to Christmas music. And, like, Adam brought me a Starbucks today and it's a Christmas cup and, like, oh, my gosh, Christmas is here. But I mm. have to take a deep breath and realize that, again, it's just not – it doesn't have to be that big of a deal. I just have to make, you know, my kids happy and I don't think it takes as much as we all let on. <laughs> No, and I think, I mean, I could learn a lot from my husband who (laughs) literally turns up on the day in his pajamas and then sits on the sofa um, and, you know, (laughs) watches TV and, you know, enjoys seeing people opening the gifts that he hasn't contributed towards. But it's not, it's not like me being bitter. I just, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't feel the need to rush around and stage all this stuff. And I'm sort of thinking, well, do I need to be rushing around or could I just, what would happen if I just sat down at Christmas? Would Christmas fall apart? Cause actually what the one thing Chris does do is he does all the cooking. Like he deals with all the food. So that's great. But, um, you know, am I sort of spending this energy unnecessarily or, 
uh, do I need to be doing it? Because I don't, I'm not convinced that I do actually. I don't think that you do. Uh, <laughs> Why do we do it then? Because I, and I've said this a million times and I'm not judging anyone and I'm not saying anything wrong, but I think that our, our generation has such, you know, it's the Pinterest, it's the Instagram, it's the Facebook, it's all the act, all the accessibility to everyone else's life. And everyone is trying to one up each other. Everyone is showing like their happy yeah. families. And, you know, you feel like your house is full of madness and chaos and your Christmas tree is not up and they just went and got their Christmas tree today. So should you have a Christmas tree up? It makes you second guess every single decision you make. And I know for me, that's like a huge pressure point in every aspect of my life is that comparison game on Instagram. But I do think that that is a huge like power player in, in what Christmas has become now. Yeah, and I think that, um, I mean, uh, all the things that I see on Pinterest are lovely. And the reason that it becomes overwhelming is because you want to do all that stuff. You want to have this perfect Christmas. But actually, you know, <laughs> I did the um, the Advent calendar book thing. So where they have a storybook a day. Um, and so you wrap them all individually, they pick a, a book and then you read it and it's, they're always Christmas themed and it's really nice. So I spent like quite a lot of time thrifting. I'm so American, you know, thrifting. <laughs> uh, so looking for secondhand ones on eBay and stuff. Um, and I got some great books, but you know, Jonah was not interested one little bit. And for me, I was like, look at me. I'm the super mama. I've done this wonderful book advent for Jonah and he doesn't give a crap. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he was just like, yeah, can we watch a Christmas film instead? Or, yeah, yeah no, I'm not into that. Let me read my Lego magazine. <laughs> so although these ideas seem really great to us as parents, it might not be for the kids at all. Do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. And it all goes back to that thing you said earlier that is so important for all moms to remember is that you have to do you. Every kid's different. Mm. Every family's different. What looks great for one family on Pinterest, like she just said, might absolutely not work for your family. And that doesn't mean that that other family is doing it wrong because it worked great for them. But you have to find the traditions and the things that make you happy and make your family happy. And sometimes that doesn't mean spending tons of money or wrapping tons of gifts. You know, it's just whatever works for you. And you have to keep your own mental health in mind at all times or else Christmas won't be fun for you. And that's the problem with being a mom is that we put everyone else first and our health is always the last thing on the list. Like you said. Totally. If I went through Christmas and didn't get one present, I don't even think I'd be disappointed. It's because it's I just, yeah. it's not about me. Like I just want my kids and my husband and my family and like everybody else to be happy. But there has to come a time where we do matter because we do matter. Yeah. And we always put ourselves last. And, you know. Thing is, though, if we do put ourselves last, then we're actually depriving our family of having a good time because we're miserable. And... Yeah. We act, um, or not not necessarily miserable, but stressed and tetchy, and actually, we we need to be chilled out as well. Yeah. We need to be like probably one of the most exciting things um, that I remember from from Christmas is when I would open my presents from Santa. Uh, Dad would always stay in bed, <laughs> uh, like he would be, you know, easing into the day, but um, I would always bring up 
the toys that I got to show him. And it was really exciting for me to show him and see his reaction. Like, oh, wow, that looks great. Right. He probably had no idea anyway. I was going to say, he but... probably hadn't seen him yet himself. <laughs> I know, I know. But yeah, I mean, the reaction of the parents is, is a big deal. And, you know, if you're too busy thinking about the next thing on the list. Yeah, like, what do I have to cook for lunch? We have to go to see yeah. grandma. We have to, yeah, totally. Yeah, you need to, um, yeah, you need to pick and choose. So on that note, I think that we are lucky in the respect that we have realized that this is a trigger for us. Christmas is a trigger for our anxieties and our, our stresses. And insecurities. So at least we can recognize. And insecurities, absolutely. So uh, what are you doing this year that's different to help your anxiety or to relieve your anxiety a bit? So Adam and I have talked about it. And first and foremost, we are not doing a lot of gifts because we found like you that the kids were so overwhelmed with opening all their presents that they didn't get to enjoy them. And we felt that if they had gotten one or two really good things that they really would have liked, that they could have then enjoyed them more and spent the day playing with them and perhaps even be more grateful for what they received. Um, so we're yeah. definitely going to go easier on the gift giving, which will else, which will also help our wallets mm-hmm. because, you know, we just moved. We, Adam took a pay cut. We're, you know, we're a little bit financially stressed right now. And I refuse, I said to Adam, I refuse to go into debt for a holiday because again, that's not making me happy. And I don't need, you know, to be worrying about that when I should be being excited about Christmas, you know? You never remember how awful you feel in January and February after you've spent all your money and you think, why did I do that? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like then you're stressed, but you forget about it at Christmas. Sorry, go on. No, that's fine. No, it's true. And so we are just refusing to give in to the huge expenditures that come with Christmas. I think for family members, we'll probably just do small little gifts, you know, and that is fine. Um, and then additionally, I think it's important that we don't put so much on our plates um, and not say yes to everything. You know, every time you go to a Christmas party, you have to find a sitter for the kids. You have to pay for the sitter for the kids. You have to find a ride home, blah, 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 blah. Um, so I'm going to be very mindful about that. And I think instead of going to the Christmas parties and going out and again, spending, spending, I'd like to spend more time, you know, going and looking at Christmas lights with the kids. Um going to go see Santa, going to Christmas markets, things that are free but still have that amazing Christmassy feeling. I want it to be magic for the kids without having to spend all the money, without feeling so much pressure for it to be perfect. Because, you know, I like I've said 18 times in this podcast, I think for the kids, the magic is just free. You don't have to spend yeah. money for Christmas to be magic. And I'm not, you know, I'm not going to buy a bunch of Christmas stuff for the house. We'll use the decorations we have. I'll borrow decorations from my mom and dad that they're, you know, they're downsizing. But I refuse Mm -hmm. to give in to all of the spending and making things, you know, quote unquote perfect. Because for us this year, that's just not something that is on my priority list. I really believe that Christmas can still be awesome without that. Yeah. What about you? Um, Like you, we're downsizing and I I think that quite a lot of people are I think with the sort of the awareness of waste and things people are gifting experiences rather than 
gifts that are cheap and tacky and never are never going to be used again. I read a statistic that was like something like 1% of all Christmas gifts are in full use two months after Christmas. Like how much waste is that? Mm. Like it's just, yeah. it's crazy. The plastic and then the packaging, you know, and most of yeah. it isn't even recyclable. It's just going and sitting in landfills. And then just for the toy to then either be broken yeah. and be thrown away or never be played with and thrown away anyway. Yeah, I know. Um, I think we've just got into this culture of giving and giving and giving and actually, you know, buying cheaper stuff so they can have more gifts. And that's just not the right sort of message to be Mm -hmm. sending to the children. But I do think that there's going to be a bit of a backlash towards this um, consumerist society (laughs) (laughs) because, um, you know, I think that... (sighs) that we are um, trying to reduce and appreciate things like slow fashion. I was talking about yes. slow fashion today, about the um, those nice pieces that I got from Bowdoin, um, like pajamas and stuff that I, would, that I probably spent a little bit more on than I would, but they will be used for longer. And, you know, I don't know, I'm assuming you have cheap uh, clothes stores. Oh, yeah that is just like quick fashion Mm. that you can buy stuff and throw it away. Like we just can't do that anymore. So there is a thing uh, in the UK at the moment, and it's probably in the US as well, where they suggest that you stick to four items, which is something you want, something something you you need, need, something to wear and something to read read. (laughs) yeah problem is uh my boys hate reading so we'll ditch that one now we won't ditch that one um I'll just force them to enjoy a book but I I mean they're in our house we won't just be sticking to the four but we will use that as a template of right you know you can get you know one big gift that you definitely want and then maybe something a bit more practical and then the nice clothes um and then you know um a book or a magazine and like you said (laughs) I would I think our kids would much rather have one big thing that they actually are going to play with for an extended period of time than like 18,000 tiny little rubbish gifts that they like you just said that they never touch again and then you feel like an idiot the next few weeks because you thought that they would like opening all the presents but really you totally missed them or in my case like I totally missed the mark and Mm, well yeah the boys are getting um I have to spell it because they might be nearby l-e-g-o both of them are getting that the older ones because um although that is plastic i think it's it's something that they will use for a long time and um i yeah it's just good quality it's not it's not cheap and it's not going to get thrown away but my mum, uh she called me today and she said that uh, she asked me if it would be okay to re-gift uh, some toys that she found in the loft that used to be my brother's about 25 years ago and she found stickle bricks which I believe you do not know what they are no idea <laughs> which, they're just like construction bricks that stick together and a playmobile fort which oh, cool. I remember I remember my brother having it and he loved it and I know that Jonah's gonna love that too so my mum said could I give him that and she's also got him a subscription to a magazine which I think is a really nice idea because it gives him something to look forward to every month I love that yeah 
I also think that that's special because it's Craig's stuff and they'll be able to have that and hold on to that forever. You know, it's like a piece of him, which is really relevant, especially at Christmas when it's really important to be remembering those people and also might be for you another thing that could make Christmas quite sad or hard on you. Yeah, I mean, I think that's something that's going to affect my mental health a lot this year and we won't dwell on it too much, but my brother passed away this year and so uh, he's not going to be around. So Christmas at home with my parents um, would be quite difficult. They're not even going to be there. They are going to Paris. Wow. So they've decided to go and do something else with my sister and her boyfriend. So so yeah, it will be difficult this year, but um, I think that that is an even bigger reason to keep things simple plus I don't know what I'm going to do without Craig this year because his job every year is on Christmas Eve to build the presents oh I know that was his job I wish I had a present builder I know and he used to love it one other thing that I um I am doing this year going back to the advent calendars and keeping it simple is uh, I got gifted last year these uh, fabric tabards, I guess, with little pockets sewn in for every day. And I'm just going to put in to Winters, he's got these mini Thomas the Tank Engine trains. So I'm just going to put one of them in each one because he's got about 25 of them. And he'll just appreciate them again. Like, oh, I forgot so about smart. this one. <laughs> yeah. And for Jonah, I'm going to put little Lego men in each of them, just like mix them up from his Lego bag. <laughs> that is hilarious I love that see but I think that's and they'll love it like you said I yeah. hide the kids toys all the time and then bring them back out and I I, I don't even think they knew they had it and they're like yeah. wow and then for like two hours they're just sitting there playing with this toy that's been hidden for six months you know yeah and that's it helps them reappreciate things and it takes a lot of stress off you having to deal with it and you know again where you're also helping the environment not buying more stuff it's just yeah. stuff, you know, stuff, but, stuff, You know, stuff. That, that's another, that's another cause of mental health issues is sort of eco-anxiety. And um, I mean, I'm very lucky that I've never got to the point of being depressed. Um, but I can imagine that for some people, the pressures of Christmas can just put them in a downward spiral. And also body image being a big thing at Christmas, you know, people mm-hmm. <laughs> indulge um and then feel awful about it you know come january you've had this wonderful time of of indulgence and sort of excess but then come january you just physically feel drained and also mentally and you need to be able to uh find a way to stay afloat i guess right and again you know, the media takes January and they make you really feel like you've done something wrong because they want you to buy, buy, buy weight loss and a new planner for the new year and this, that, and the other. And they use the, they know the way you're feeling and they use that against you. And it's just, again, so easy to get caught up in what you think everyone else is doing instead of just being true to yourself. And if you feel like you need to work on it, then, you know, drink more water, change your diet a bit, but don't go crazy. Again, it's just... It's, I, I find it such a shame that the media enjoys playing into people's stressors in order to, to, to make a sale. Yeah, I heard this year so. that um, Blue Monday 
in January there when people are supposed to be the saddest day of the year or something. And it was sponsored by a holiday company. So like a package holiday company so that they could cash in on people cheering themselves up by treating themselves to a holiday. And yeah, we are sucked into this lie that we need to have all these things to be happy and fulfilled at Christmas when actually it's having really serious effects on our society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It all goes back to, I think, that idea that when we were kids, this this level of stress I don't think was there, even for our parents. I mm. I think it was just so easy. You, you're, the traditions were basic. I don't remember my parents ever having to buy anything. We, we drove around. We looked at the Christmas lights. We had... You know, we visited my grandparents on Christmas Day. We opened presents. Every year they would put like um, bubble wrap on the ground outside of our doors. So if we tried to go downstairs early, they would hear us. I love that. I know. That was like in like um, little Easter eggs. We would hurt our feet. That was always so exciting (laughs) to see what kind of traps they would lay. But that's free. It was just fun. Like I'm planning on baking cookies with Hudson and making fun little crafts that we can just do at home with the construction paper and going outside and, you know, collecting sticks and stuff and making fun little things. And just take, I want, I want so badly to take it back to the basics because I want to, I feel like last year I was really unable to enjoy it because I just felt like exhausted. I wasn't enough. I was too comparing. And this year I'm not doing it. I refuse. I'm going to have the best Christmas ever. And I know my kids are too, because I'm going to be happy. And I think that's just so important. I don't want my kids to look back at Christmas and be like, my mom was always stressed. And by the time Christmas came, she was asleep on the couch and like grumpy. (laughs) I thought you you were going to say, and like drunk. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's going to happen whether I'm depressed or not, but... (laughs) Yeah. What's well, Christmas without a bit of food? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, what would you say is um, your go-to method uh, to make you happy or to de-stress, like a quick fix if you are feeling overwhelmed? So I think for me, I really enjoy working out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so every day I try to get, and I have a Peloton at home, so I try really hard to fit that in because I can do it at home. I don't have to go to the gym. And mm-hmm. so that is really important to me. And more so if I can get two hours with a friend getting coffee or going out and having dinner, that usually like, I know that sounds really petty, but it's really nice to just talk to someone who isn't Adam or the kids, because mm-hmm. as a mom, it can be really lonely. And I just like to and it's not even venting so much. It's just talking about adult things. And usually after I do that, I'm like, oh, I feel so much better. That was really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm with you there. Like I, I mentioned on my stories today that, I mean, every couple of weeks I go out for coffee and cake in the morning with my school mom friends. And it's just so nice to just for that hour, just to be away from home. Because, you know, I'm being I'm at home. I'm a stay at home parent who works from home and I need to get out of that environment sometimes. Imagine if you lived at work, (laughs) like it's just, it's too much. And and you just need that little change of scenery without the kids. Yeah. I guess like, yeah, even though it is Christmas, I feel like it all stays the same. I don't do anything different at Christmas than I do any other time of the year. I definitely think like getting on my bike makes me feel so much better. Like when I feel healthy, my mind feels healthy, which sounds really cliche, but for me that has been so true. Oh, totally for me as well. Like that kind of consistency, it makes me feel stronger mentally and physically. And that's just 
extremely healthy or helpful. Yeah, it is helpful. Um, and I need to start running again, really, because I know that it is the best medicine for me. Like, as I think a couple of months ago, um, Chris said, I, I said to Chris, I need to, to just go to bed because I feel my heart is pounding and I just don't want to be conscious. And he said, well, instead of going to bed, why don't you just try and go for a run? And I went for a run and I just felt so energized. And so in the evening mm. I was able to stay up and we had a nice evening together instead of me just going to bed. Um, and yeah, exercise is seriously underrated by a lot of people. They think, oh, I can't do it. Honestly, even if you can't run, because I am rubbish at running, but you know, even a quick run around the block, it just makes you feel like you are smashing it. Yeah. And I think like you just said, when you feel anxious and depressed, you feel like you can't do it. Like you physically feel so tired, like you don't want to get out of bed. But if you make yourself do it, like you just said, yeah. you just have this rush of energy and endorphins. And that's literally what your body needs. Like mm -hmm. that's what your body's craving is the, are those endorphins. And, you know, yeah, there's something to be said for that. I am not one to give advice other than I find that uh, since having my scary panic attack, uh, that I am kinder to myself. So if I feel like I'm starting to get overwhelmed, I just have to stop because I think with our generation as well, with the types of jobs that we have, uh, and we're constantly, even if we're not at work, we're checking our emails and mm. we never really switch off from it. We just need, I find that I just need to stop and say, right, I know my mind is telling me that I have to get through these 10 things before I go to bed tonight, but I can't. So like yesterday I felt like it was overwhelming me. And so I just turned off the computer, went downstairs and had a little lie down on the sofa. Winter came and snuggled up with me and we just watched um, Jingle all the way. <laughs> yeah. And again, like that's a moment that Winter's going to remember. Yeah. You know, you, you weren't on your computer doing work. You were spending that time with him and it doesn't even have to be a tradition. Like they just want us to be there and that makes them happy. They don't need all the fluff and stuff. Yeah. Fluff and stuff. I'm going to use that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Also, this is not going to be the only Christmas podcast we do, right? Cause I could talk about Christmas all day. Oh, me too. This, this episode was very much to start a conversation, I guess. Um, because one of the most important things is to feel that you aren't alone. So please do get in touch. Um, tell us your experiences, if you've got any ideas of how to de-stress over Christmas or whether you are feeling stressed or not, we are more than happy to hear from you. And, you know, we still love Christmas, but I think what we are trying to do is we're trying to make sure that we enjoy Christmas rather than giving and giving to the point where it breaks us, which no one wants. Yeah, absolutely. And even like I said, you're still enjoying it. And half the time you don't even realize that it's stressing you out so much until like Karen said, it was just too late. And mm -hmm. so you have to be mindful always and always putting yourself, you know, not first, but a little bit first, giving yourself space at the end of every day to just relax because yeah. Christmas is meant to be like a beautiful, fun thing. And if that means getting, letting go of Instagram or Pinterest for a month, do it. Who needs that anyway? I am ceasing all social media this year from the 
23rd of December until the 2nd of January. I think that's genius. And I said to my my good friend, I was like, if it wasn't for the fact that this was my job, I would be off social media completely. I mm. just find it to be, for me personally, I really find it to be terrible for my mental health. That's just the kind of person that I am. I take things to heart, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It all just really hurts my heart. But unfortunately, I'm not in that position. But I will... And now that you've said it, I will definitely be taking off from the 23rd to the 2nd because it is a job. And if everyone yeah. else gets to take that time off, then I'm taking it too. Exactly. I was back from maternity leave like five days after I gave birth, I think. <laughs> you wouldn't do that in a normal job, would you? No. But we do also get to do lovely things like chat about this for our job. So I'm not complaining. No. But yeah, we just might just take a holiday. Will, yeah, it will be <laughs> nice to not have to look at my phone all day. Yeah, I just want to be present for my kids because that's what, that's what, again, I know I keep saying it, but that's what it's all about is just be showing up, smiling. Brilliant. And if you can't smile, then it's not going to be that fun of a Christmas, is it? No. So, uh, yeah, I have got to go to take Jonah to a bonfire at Cub Scouts now. So I think we should say goodbye. Are the beavers going to put sausages in their mouths? (laughs) There are going to be (laughs) hot dogs tonight, that's for sure. (laughs) Uh, yeah (laughs) um anyway so uh yeah please review us please follow us on instagram come and say hi and that is all from us today i hope we gave you food for thought and below in the caption i will put some links to some useful information online about mental health at christmas Agreed. And you guys have an awesome Christmas. I know it's early, but I hope you're enjoying your holidays with your family. Yeah, be kind to yourself. Yes, go have a rest on the couch. Watch a Christmas movie with your kids. Get off your Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) And we will see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday.